All right, Pastor Craig, we, in the message that we all gave, came to one kind of major point. God allows, ordains, or permits all things. And um, I know in your life, there's been um, a handful of situations that have been ordained. So why would God ordain painful situations? And then I'd love for you to answer the question, but also just share a little bit of your personal story um, with your daughter and some of the things you guys have, have worked through. Yeah, so about 20 years ago, uh, a little over 20 years ago, we got some news about our daughter. Uh, Beth's pregnancy was not going super well. And they kept saying to us every time we would visit the doctor, we don't know what's wrong, but there's something wrong. Mm. And so she, we went through the whole pregnancy with, with that. And you can imagine as, as young parents, as you know, we've, we've been married for a short amount of time. And um, we, so we're looking forward to our daughter being healthy. And, and all of a sudden, we don't know what's going to happen on the day of birth. Mm-hmm. So on the day she was born, we had like all kinds of doctors in the room and everything. And she came out, she, she was fine, uh, no, no issues, but um, uh, they were concerned about her heart. Mm-hmm. They said, we don't know what's wrong with there's something wrong with her. So we had heart doctors around. Uh, fast forward a little bit of time and, you know, they kept saying we got to keep coming back, checkups and find out why there's a weird sound in her heart. Mm-hmm. And so all of that to say, uh, after about a year, we got diagnosed, the diagnosis back that she had Turner syndrome. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> Turner syndrome is not a popular thing, uh, but basically it, it affects the DNA, mm-hmm. or the chromosomes, it affects mm-hmm. the chromosomes. She has, she's missing a half a chromosome, which affects everything, mm-hmm. uh, growth, how she grows and you know, organs and stuff like that. So uh, we got the news and we had to adjust to that news. And that meant lots of hospital visits. Poor little Hannah's been in the hospital way more than I ever have mm-hmm. in my lifetime. And uh, she had to take shots and she had to learn to give herself shots. And uh, But it, it became a natural thing through her life that yeah, this was this was the case. But in in the process of, of dealing with, with the news and learning to, to adapt to a different lifestyle, basically, than we had planned. And we, we expect our kids to always be born healthy, of course. Right. And so when something happens like that, you just mm-hmm. kind of have to revisit and think through how are we going to take vacations? How are we going to mm-hmm. do this and that? And um, I remember the first time she had to have surgery, uh, she was just, she was small enough. She could fit basically in, in my hand, mm-hmm. you know, in my arm like this. And uh, we took her into the hospital and she had to have surgery and, um, and she's had a, a couple of surgeries on different things. Uh, but the first time was really killer. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we took her in and uh, they said, okay, we're going to put her to sleep in your arms. And mm-hmm. uh, so, and and I, 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 we have been dealing with the shots. We've been dealing with everything that's required to, you know, the hospital visits and all of that. Uh, we, you know, I never knew what an endocrinologist was until, mm-hmm. you know, Hannah was born. And, mm-hmm. but when, when they came in to give her the shot and then they, they, they gave her the shot and she immediately goes limp in your arms, holy mm-hmm. smokes, mm-hmm. your heart just fails. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm just, Beth is like, she's crying and I'm crying. And then they said, no, she's just asleep. She's fine. And mm-hmm. they take her from us and she goes into surgery and we had a wonderful church at the time. They were praying for us. And, mm-hmm. and it was just, it was incredible to go through the process. But one of the challenges is you, you kind of always say, well, why is this happening? What, what possible good could come out of a child that's not born healthy? Or, mm-hmm. and, and she's healthy. Don't get me wrong. You'd never know anything. Yeah, I mean, Hannah's the bounciest kid I, <laughs> I, I have, you know, and she's 21 now and mm-hmm. she's amazing. But 
um, uh, she, she's kind of a part of the glue that holds our family together. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is because she, she had to go through all of this, you know, yeah. carrying mm-hmm. EpiPens everywhere she goes and, um, and learning to, to grow up a little faster, basically. Um, and it taught us a little more, a little more to depend on the Lord. And I can give you, I can give you a, a slew of things as to uh, what we've learned through the process of going through something like this. And to be honest with you, there's there's people that have it a lot worse with their children than than we do, you know. And uh, and we're very thankful for for her and for even even though she's had multiple visits with the doctors and surgeries and stuff like that, uh, she's she's a wonderful, healthy, um, healthy kid. So, but I always ask the question, like, why would God allow this? Mm-hmm. Like, why would, what good other than, you know, I'm becoming a little more empathetic to people around me. I understand mm-hmm. what it is to take your child to the doctor and, right. you know, lose your heart in the process. Mm-hmm. And I know what it's like to guard, you know, the environment so that you don't, you don't allow things in because you've got a, a child that's a little more susceptible to things. Um, mm-hmm. But as she's grown, I've seen... In Hannah, I'm going to brag about my daughter a little bit here. I've seen in Hannah a heart that, uh, that quite frankly, my nobody in my family has. Uh, I took her to, uh, I remember this trip, we took her to KFC one time and we had lunch together and it was, uh, Beth was at work and so it was just me and, and Abby and Hannah and we're, and we're having lunch together and, and uh, there was a, the, this uh, worker behind us, he's got his vest on and his hat on and he just, you know, he just wants 15 minutes to himself to eat his chicken. And uh, my daughter stands up in the, in the chair and turns around and says to him, did you know that God loves you and God loves me and God loves this whole world? (laughs) (laughs) And he just smiles big and he says, yes, I did know that. (laughs) And she was 19. (laughs) That's right. We have seen a a delight for God in Hannah and an mm-hmm. empathy toward other people and their condition that I have not seen in mm-hmm. others. And I, I don't know if it has to do with what God has ordained mm-hmm. in her life to, to have her go through, but I have seen it develop her into an amazing young lady. And right now mm-hmm. she's going to, and this, this doesn't surprise us. Mm-hmm. She's going to college and she's getting her degree in pediatrics mm-hmm. and she's going to, she's going to administer uh, you know, shots and care and love uh, to little children and their parents who are freaked out about mm-hmm. what their kids might be going through. And I, to tell you, I'm a pastor, yeah. but I couldn't do that job. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. I could not stand beside these parents and watch their kids go through this pain and this suffering. And I mean, I can do it once in a while, but yeah, I but could not, not do it constantly. Well, it's like you're you're giving to others the comfort that you received. Right. It's, it's an interesting turnaround. Like your calling is is almost rooted out of your pain and your unmet expectations yeah. and disappointment. It's not unusual that yeah. like, so in, in our sermon, I, I, I forget my exact words, but if God ordains something for you, then you better expect like on the other end of this is your calling, um, yeah. at least seasonally. And um, it's, it's funny. It's almost like we wouldn't get it any other way. And that for us to, like to really rightly choose our calling or what we're going to do with our life. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's almost like the Lord knows the exact circumstances that we need in order to be in the best position to build his kingdom. We can get a lot out of the Bible. We can get a lot from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But our experience plays into who God needs us to be in ways that we don't understand. And I think that's what the ordained part of this has to do with. Um, Paul 
had a thorn in his flesh. We don't know what it is, what it was, and nor does he tell us. Mm -hmm. And I think that's beautiful because Mm -hmm. every one of us has a different thorn in the flesh. And his experience is shared with us in uh, 2 Corinthians 12. And here's what he says. So to keep me from being conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations I'd been receiving, Mm. a thorn was given to me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded from the Lord about this, that that it, it should leave me. But God said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And I like to put your weakness in there. Therefore, Paul says, I will boast more gladly of my weaknesses, so the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. There is a principle there that uh, I want to just, I think is really important. Um, Paul says that the Lord did that because of the, the responsibility and the experiences, having visions into the third heaven, if you will, up in yep. heaven. I mean, just writing stuff. most of the new Testament, uh, right. the, and, and nothing would make you be like, well, did you write the new Testament? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, right. um, but if you were to ask most pastors, Hey, do you want to be, um, do you want a global platform? Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. And let me, <clears throat> because this is what most guys have. I've never met anybody with a platform that has not suffered. And I mean, mm. suffered. Yeah. I've never heard of one that if they, if you are a good godly person with a large platform, um, that there is a necessary course, like it strikes me. So in the permit language we've been talking about, um, it's, it's a messenger of Satan is what he calls him. Mm-hmm. That whatever this thing is, it's yep. demonic in nature. And he yep. understands that. And one of the things we shared with on Sunday was that it, there's a law of the universe that when we resist Satan, he has to flee from us, mm-hmm. but he resists Satan and he's not fleeing. This demon had to get permission to do what he's doing to him. And because in any other world, Paul should be able to pray this thing out. Mm-hmm. Right. But he can't. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that there are the larger your platform, mm-hmm. that the harder your life is going to be. And sometimes we even see here is that the Lord may even permit demonic attack on you to keep you humble because position makes us mm. arrogant, yeah. you know? Mm. And so it's it's striking though that like um, this principle is just, it, it is striking to me as you're reading it. I'm just like, so I remember as a kid, I'm like, I don't ever want to be a pastor of a big church because I watch what <laughs> these guys go through. And I'm like, yeah. I grew up in a big church. I saw what our pastors yeah. had to deal with. But like when I think about, um, when I think about, um, Hannah, like the honor and privilege, like the things that she's had to go through produces in her an inherent humility. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the things that like you and I have to learn as adults, she's learning dependence at like such a young age and imagine the obstacle she won't have to overcome because the Lord has already sanctified mm-hmm. her at a young age, yeah. you know? Um, it's I mean, in her DNA. It's in her DNA. Yeah. So, and, and let me, I, I really need to cap this off because we constantly talk about the pastoral aspect mm-hmm. of things, which is normal because that's where that's we live. Right. But the fact of the matter is, if you're a believer, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, your light's on. Mm. And if your light's on, you're not hard to find for the evil. <laughs> right. He's, he's going to find you. I'm right. going to scale that. And so... A wise man wants that. Yeah, that's right. So I, I would just encourage anybody, you know, whether God is allowing or deigning or permitting 
painful situations in your life, know that he is working it out together for good. And uh, I think you said this in your message, and I I love this. Um, Take it as a badge of honor because you're being lit up and noticed by the evil one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, we're, we're soldiers, we're on the battlefield. There's, there's nothing sadder than a soldier on the battlefield that doesn't know there's a war going on around right. him. Um, there's wow. a war, and and but whatever we go through in the sin-plagued world is for is for God's, you know, God's glory. And so uh, we go through it with 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 perseverance and and patience and ultimately like scripture says it brings us hope yeah so good thank you that was awesome appreciate it